there's an authenticity, a level of authenticity from creating and being an artist that the world needs more than ever right now. And I, I think it's one of the highest forms of self-expression is creation. Because in that moment, we are extremely present and we are uniquely creating something. It is uniquely us. We may be, you know, drawing, you know, painting a landscape or a particular picture, but it's still a one of a kind thing. And I think that is the way of being that we need in the world more than ever right now. Welcome home to Soulshine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello there. Well, this is actually a new episode. It's not repurposed content. So this intro is going to be probably the shortest one that... Um, I've had to date. There's really nothing more that feels like it gets to be shared in advance of this episode. It's, I got to, I have the privilege of bringing you into the world of Pat Conlon, which he is just one of my brothers from another mother. We just have such a deep respect for one another and this just like constant support. It's literally feels like family. And it's felt like that since day one. And he has a very powerful story, a very powerful healing and transformational journey. And he's officially the first male on my podcast because he is a conscious male. He knows how to have conversation and connect and be intimate and vulnerable and it wasn't always that way, right? This is through the practice and through the work and through the exploration of him coming home to himself. And he just has such a powerful journey and story and he gets, the world gets to hear it. So I'm just blessed and grateful that he said, yes, he, we both teach and learn from each other in so many ways. And he is one of those people in my circle, in my support circle. And we both get to be that for for each other. So yeah, without further ado, enjoy this episode on the power of healing through creativity, art and self-expression because this is what it's all about. And so even though Pat and I have such different journeys, it's so similar in terms of how we've gotten to this place and how we continue to just keep saying yes, to keep putting one foot in front of the other, to keep being ourselves and, you know, to continue to be more, more vocal and in the spotlight around who we are in order to give others the permission slip of doing the same. (sighs) There's a fun practice at the end. So make sure you stay until the end. All of the ways that you can get in touch with Pat will be in the show notes. He offers creative workshops as well. He's on social media, so you can connect with him, connect with myself. I love getting all the love and feedback, and I know he'd appreciate it too. So would love to know what opens up for you in this episode. Share with someone. Share with someone who's struggled. You'll, you'll get to hear a bit more about Pat's struggles with you know, aspects of himself that he 
was hiding from the world. And so this episode could absolutely support you or somebody in your life. So continue to share the love, rate, review, subscribe, send this to someone. And also just let us know how this is supporting you because it does help us to continue on our path. You know, sometimes it can feel scary and lonely and feel like, are people even resonating with this? Is it even helping? And so I just want to thank those of you who are continuing to be honest and to reach out and to ask for support and to thank people, right? This is the human connection that Pat and I talk about in this episode. So enjoy. I feel like I don't need to add any more that's going on with my life. There's lots of big moves and magic happening in my world, but I'll, uh, I'll share more next week. Enjoy. Mwah. I am very excited. It looks like we're both showing up on the screen. You want to say hello to our beautiful community, Pat? Yes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> my name is Pat. I'm so happy to be here. Grateful to be speaking to the wonderful Lindsay. It's morning yes. where I am, so I'm excited. Absolutely. And we'll get into how we connected and which I don't even know where we start there. Uh, but I'm pretty excited about this conversation. And again, we're going to turn this into a, an, a podcast episode that will you know be evergreen and, and global to support humanity during this time. I've gotten a lot of clarity on self-expression, our individuated nature, and, and the power of creativity and where we're headed in terms of how we're going to alleviate the suffering on the planet, how we're going to feel more at ease with life. And so Pat has been an integral part of me stepping more into my creativity and, and practicing and trying different things on. And um, I'm pretty excited to share him with all of you. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, right, anybody can really tune in. But in my private container, it's, it's truly all those who identify as women. I'm now shifting gears a bit in terms of not making it really gender specific, but around the rise of the feminine, which is more of this creative, receptive, magnetic, compassionate, open-hearted resonance that we all carry as all beings on the planet. And I couldn't be more excited to have Pat on, on this platform, on this podcast, because you are a conscious male. You are doing the work. You know how to go deep. You've been through hell and back. And we'll get into that a little bit. And you are not afraid to be vulnerable, even though there's fear, even though it can feel scary at times, but you keep saying yes. So with that, do you want to share your version, like your snippet short, short story version of how we met, <laughs> how we connected? Yeah. yeah, I would love to. So Lindsay and I met back in 2021 in a transformational leadership group, a container that really changed my life. And a huge part of that experience was having a community of like-minded conscious support. And that's something that I did not really have before, or I wasn't necessarily attuned to it. And so Lindsay and I met over Zoom. This was a, a training that was over the entire globe. And we had an exercise. We There was an exercise one evening that we were both on and we connected um, during the exercise. And then after we were just like, we need to get to know each other. There's There's something there. And we had a conversation after that. And pretty much since then, we have been very close to sharing all of the experiences, the challenges, the wins um, of self-development and self-discovery. And I'm just grateful for you, Lindsay, to have you in my corner, to have my back. And um, yeah, it, it's just amazing to kind of see how a friendship like that could evolve just from um, from Zoom. But I think the the core part of that or the foundation of the the relationship too is is the honesty and the vulnerability that we both have and shared with each other. Totally. It's like, 
a brother sister relationship that transcends everything. And what's so funny is I love talking about this. I haven't talked about it really publicly, but I've talked about it with really everyone that I share Pat with because I talk about you all the time because I just adore you. And there was this sense, and I think this is really powerful around being honest with my husband. Like I have this male in my life who I love. I I literally would do anything for, even like from the moment that we reconnected, which is where I really started to trust in divine orchestration and how people come back into our lives to support each other and how it's just a feeling. And one of, and so when we reconnected, it was just another tool in my toolbox of like, you know, those feelings where it could be anything when you reconnect with someone, like I would imagine having a child for the first time, getting married for, for the first time, or just like having a synchronistic meeting or experience or miracle that happens you know what that feels like in your body versus like, should I be friends with this person? Should I not? Should I marry this person? Should I not? Should I move to this place? Should I not? Should I leave this job? And it was such a powerful, visceral feeling of like, oh yeah, this person is meant to be in my life. We're meant to support each other. And it's just felt easy. But what I love is when I finally mustered up the courage to be like, oh my gosh, Chad, there's this person. He's a male. I met him in this program. I love him. I, and like, I was really scared. And you know what he said? He was like, Oh, thank God. Now you have somebody else to talk about all of your like stuff with. So I don't have to be that for you all the time. And it was this massive understanding of like, wow, this is the level of trust. This was me being vulnerable and being like, you have nothing to worry about. This is like literal my brother from another mother (laughs) from many, many lifetimes. And I want to be honest that if I feel love in my heart for anyone, anything, I don't want to be afraid to express that. And I was so afraid. And then my husband was like, oh, and now I love that when I'm on FaceTime with you or whatever, you know, like you say hi to Chad and you know what's going on in each other's lives. And I do think that we're going to start to see more of this, right? Because if I had a jealous partner, Or if I was afraid to communicate, there was a whole slew of reasons where I would have pushed away our friendship or I wouldn't have been able to go as deep or I wouldn't have been able to be fully expressed in all of my relationships. And of course, it's all co-created. Everybody that's in partnership, relationship, friendship has to be on board for that level of openness and trust. And so I don't know if there's anything that you want to add to that because self-expression is what part of what we're talking about here. Yeah. No, I love that. I remember when you were, (laughs) when you were telling me that when you were telling Chad and yeah, I think it's just, I mean, from the get go, I think just this soul connection. And like you said, a brother sister relationship, and I'm just so glad that you were able to kind of give yourself to that because it has supported me so much. And, you know, another thing I wanted to add was you saw me for me, you know, you saw the real authentic me. And when someone truly sees you and takes a stand for you and like, you know, your, your path in this world, like it's so affirming Lindsay. And I just want to, again, just acknowledge that because I think, you know, Having someone like that in in my life is just, yeah, it's so encouraging to continue doing the work and to continue just following my my dreams. I love it. And you also, you're also a Capricorn like Chad and I'm, you know, like I tend to get really excited about things. You can obviously feel my resonance. You could feel Pat's resonance. Like he's a, you know, stoic, you know, steady, even keeled deep human who's very grounded and I can sometimes, you know, be all over the place and flighty. And so, and, and so I know how I support you and Chad, right? Like this is how we help support each other in our growth and our evolution. If I hung out with everybody that was like me all the time, I wouldn't be grounded. I wouldn't be in my body. I would really be like floating in the ethers 99% of the time. And so that's also important to call people in. It's like we call people in to help expose our blind spots and our shadows, not from like a crutch point of view, because that can happen, but from a place of like, 
Oof, I know that when I connect with you, like I come back to earth and I come back to center. And I know when, you know, you've shared that I help you remember who you are, right? Because that's one of my favorite things is potential, human potential and seeing things in people before they see it in themselves. So because I'm such a visionary, I can get lost in that. And it is really important to call in community again, not as a form of codependency, but as a form of like, yeah, like we're, you know, it's, it's like how we serve the individual and the group simultaneously, right. Where there's no separation in that. Yeah. I love that. So as we're talking about codependency, let's just dive right in. Um, And I do also want to say there was this exercise where when we met and I forgot that you mentioned it, that you remembered my name in a, in a large container that most people didn't remember who I was and to be seen. Right. So that was my way of feeling seen by, by a stranger, right. Of, of, wow, people do listen. People do care. People do see me because I was hiding a lot in that program. And a lot of what I learned is is how to be seen and how to show up in my leadership. So just, you know, the kind, simple act of remembering someone's name and making eye contact. Like I feel that you teach me so much about being personal and personable and intimate with people. So I just want to thank you for that. But when I met you, okay, it was in, it was in the beginning. It was what the spring of 2021. Was it April? It was probably around, yeah, probably around March, April. Around March, April of 2021, which blows my mind because that means it's almost two years ago that we first connected. But you had just made some pretty big life decisions in terms of showing up for yourself and kind of ridding yourself of some compulsions, addictions, vices that you were turning to. So how long... How long had you been um, in that space when we met? It had only been a few months, right? Yeah. So I just got dive so- right in. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. So I got sober on January 18th of 2021. And so the time we met, Lindsay, was probably about, yeah, two or two or three months from that from that date. So I was pretty early in my recovery and gosh, yeah, it's crazy to think that just a little over two years ago, what I was doing, how I was feeling, who I, who I was, um, was pretty different. And yeah, I think, um, realizing that, I had relied so much on something outside of myself, a substance to make me feel whole, um, to make me feel comfortable in my own skin. And now to say that I don't need that, that I don't need that substance to love myself or to change the way that I feel um, is pretty amazing. So, Yeah. And for you, it was, you know, drugs and alcohol where you're your primary two. Luna's barking. Mm-hmm. We're just going to run with it. <laughs> um, and I do feel like everybody has some place that they go to hide, to avoid. And for many, um, it is substances outside of self it's food it's it's alcohol it's drugs it's prescription medications i've even seen i've even seen like this obsession with seeing psychics right so it's like we go from this world of like prescription 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 drugs or whatever it is and then then we see people go to the the edge and then it's like oh i want this psychic to tell me who i am right it's still that like who i need this i need this and I think just normalizing that I still have so many places that I go to hide and avoid. And I feel like people feel like they're the only ones, right? Because it's so isolating because we're so afraid to share our struggles as humans and how 
you know, culturally, that's kind of what we're fed and keep going on to the next thing and keep not feeling and keep avoiding. And here you have this thing over here that it becomes so challenging to be able to listen because we have so much external noise. Mm. And so when I met you, you had already been in AA for a couple of months. So by the way, you've, it's your two year, just over your two year anniversary of being sober, right? Yes. Yes. So I, um, yeah, January 18th. So, and a big part of that journey is, yeah, as being part of the 12 step community that has been, yeah, a huge solution to this. Yeah. And when I met you, when you used to tell me how you would show up and, you know, when you would party and you would drink and, you know, whatever the cocktail was that that day, that evening, I just couldn't even picture it because I saw you on the other side of it. And but we started to talk about some of the masks that you were wearing and why you decided to go there. So I don't know if you want to just kind of share you know, now that you've done the work and again, there's so many tools, right? And this is the power of exploring and and experimenting with support. And then there comes a point where you just know who you are. You just know. And you're like, ah, okay, I've got this. And, you know, you, you Pat may, I don't even, you may be part of the 12 step program for the rest of, for the rest of your life. You may decide like, okay, it served its purpose, or you may decide to, to lead in a way and continue to sponsor people. But this is part of the individuated experience that it's not one size fits all. And there's a whole multitude of support systems out there. And it's just a matter of starting and knowing that it's going to be messy and you got to try it on and, and to keep kind of showing up. So do you want to share anything else about that and why you feel that you were going to substances outside of yourself to feel whole? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of things there. Um, First, you know, I love that you talked about kind of the isolation and the loneliness because addiction really is isolation and the opposite of addiction is connection. And so although I arranged my life and surrounded myself with a lot of people and friends and a lot of amazing friends that of course are are still really good friends of mine on the inside i felt so alone because i did not feel like myself so who i was projecting on the outside was very different from who pat was on the inside and that's where that isolation and loneliness came and why i resorted and coped with substances Um, It was to make me that gap, make me ignore that gap of who I was projecting to the world and who I really was. Um, And that began by creating a life that I had to escape. Like, like that's really what it was. Um, I had built a life that wasn't really mine. I was living in a way to please others and others' expectations, my parents, society. I was just doing what I thought I was supposed to do. But what I realized is that it was not authentic. It wasn't authentically me. And I found myself in a very dark place at the end of 2020. And I'm, I'm grateful for the pandemic. It obviously, it, it caused a lot of harm um, and, and death, which, is, which was horrible. And it allowed me to pause and to reevaluate and reconsider who I was and what I was doing with my life. Um, And I'm grateful for that because at the end of 2020, I basically was sitting in my studio apartment in Koreatown, Los Angeles. And I was like, who am I? You know, I had built a career in corporate finance. I had just got out of a relationship with a woman And that ended because I came out as queer. So, I mean, I had been, yeah, building this life that that wasn't mine, Um, you know, and starting out, you know, I think I was, I was fueled by society and telling me, you know, get the good job, get the house, the hot wife, the white picket fence, all of these things. And I realized that that wasn't me and that wasn't bringing me happiness. Um, And so all of that came to a screeching halt and 
my use of alcohol and drugs, you know, was the only way that I could be okay with, with how I was living and, and who I, who I was. Um, and I think the biggest thing though, that you said right before then was asking for help. That was the biggest thing for me because I tried to do this all alone. Um, I tried to get sober alone. I tried to figure all this out alone. I didn't let anyone in. And it was when I fully surrendered, which I thought was losing, but it really was winning, you know, throwing in that, that white, white flag. But it was in that moment that I was able to receive help and support. And that's really what started my journey back to, back to me, my journey of recovery, recovering, you know, the seven-year-old boy that I had slowly started to, to mask. Mm. Oh my gosh. I'm getting emotional, (laughs) right? And this is the power. Like I've heard your story a thousand times. We've talked about it, but there's like a new layer of awareness. And it brings me back to that place because even though we have very different stories, I can absolutely relate. And this is the power of connection. And you're right. Surrender is not giving up. Giving up is giving up. Surrender is, I always say this, it's, it's, it's an active participatory role in, all right, we're fucking doing it. All right, I'm getting out of my own way. All right, I'm going to show parts of myself that I'm so petrified of showing. And I can speak to this because I, I, I feel like you and I have in some fashion done work together in previous incarnations around this very thing. But you and I have different journeys and stories, but we're really doing the same thing. We're we're through our own journeys of learning how to be individuated, self-expressed, to not hide, to show our vulnerabilities, to intimately show up. It gives people a permission slip to do the same and to be like, wow, okay, I'm not alone. Wow. Okay. Huh. I can explore my sexuality. I can let go of this relationship temporarily, knowing that if this person is meant for me, they'll come back into my field. But I do get to do this for myself to to figure it out and to see. Same thing with vocation. And, you know, Chad, you know, like my Chad was also in corporate finance and you both are very analytical as Capricorns and, and you're very good at it. And that's okay. And it's not to say that, right? If everybody left finance, (laughs) we'd be shit out of luck. And it's not everybody's journey. But some of us, it is our journey that we were wearing masks in the form of how we decided to go to school, how we decided to choose our major, how we decided to select a job that was safe, that allowed us to have a 401k and an IRA and set us up for the future and to have stability, quote unquote, all based on societal conditioning. And what happens when we start to get, and for for both of us, it was really in our 30s. It was really about the same time. I'm a couple of years older than you. That we're like, wait, am I doing this for me? And I think you start to hit an age where it's different for all of us, where we start to think like, do I really want to live my life for somebody else? When it's all said and done, I can't bring my job with me. <laughs> when I leave this earth plane, I can't bring my house. I can't bring all of these things, like what really matters. And to me, and I know it's the same for you, is regardless of when I, I leave planet earth, as long as I know that every day I'm continuing to do my best to show up fully as who I am, that's all that matters to me. That's all that matters. And so for you, you're kind of in the middle of it right now. And I guess I'm kind of in the middle of it. My work's evolving all the time. And this is also that experimentation piece. It's not saying that corporate is bad, although just like many other institutions, (laughs) there's things that get to be cleaned up. It's very evident in a lot of institutions, things get to be cleaned up. This is evolution. We're not the same as we were 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago and beyond. And so it's like being neutral around this didn't serve me and I want to try this on. And you're an artist, you're a creator. And so you have this very analytical side, this very grounded side, but you also love music. You love to play music. You love to create art. You love to paint. 
you love to surf, right? You just love to be out in nature. And so it's almost like there was this huge part of yourself. Cause I even remember you weren't surfing for a while. Like you stopped surfing, mm-hmm. you stopped creating art. So talk about that a little bit. What do you think stopped you from creating? Yeah. So I love that we're now, I mean, it's just a perfect segue into this. And I am an artist. And, you know, even that was something that I had trouble saying um, out loud, right? And I truly believe that as human beings, we have, you know, we are innately creative and it's a human right to create. So really, we are all artists. And in terms of my creativity, it really laid dormant because I was wrapped up into you know, the rat race of my job and fitting into this box where I did not have time to create. Um, It was something that, you know, was what I did when I was younger. I'm old now. I have responsibilities, other things. It was such a, yeah, such so low on the list. And to give you kind of like a quick rundown of that, you know, I grew up taking art lessons, being passionate, loving art. And once I hit high school, I realized that that's not what the cool kids did. And so I quickly shifted and said, oh, I have to play sports. I have to do this. And I shut the door on both music. I play saxophone and my art because I wanted to fit in. And in order for me to survive, I had to do these things. And art was not a part of that. And I carried that story really through college and then after college in my career. And there was a joy. There was this sense of joy that was missing that I got from creating. Um, And so when I think about really what blocked me is, yeah, it was, you know, society has this story around art and creativity that, you know, if you're not making money off of it, if you're not good at it, right, which is completely bogus because it's such a a subjective art form, um, then you shouldn't do it or you don't have time. You have to do all these other responsibilities. It's not a priority, I feel like, in, in our American society. And so all of those stories that I had around creating, you know, paralyzed me from even beginning. You know, I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't have time. I wasn't making money. So why should I, why should I pick up the paintbrush? And, um, and again, that came to a screeching halt pretty much in 2020, where I honestly feel like I had no choice, but to create art. Mm. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, And you're, if you're watching this live or you're watching this later on YouTube, I have my art behind me. And it was after a pep talk with Pat, I think it was last week or the week before, where I really was resisting. I did not know that you took art lessons. So did I. And and then it just stopped. And I know where it stems from because there was this ideology that I co-created that I needed to be successful. And so it was the same thing. It was like, what looks great on paper to get into school? I mean, I was just... It's crazy how young and nothing my parents did were like, you got to do this, you got to do this. Like, it's just... I started to see what success looked like. And in other people. And it was like, oh, you got to do this. You got to be good. You got to be great at sports. You got sports. You got to be the best at everything. You got to get the best grades. My parents never forced me or pressured me to do any of that. It was all self-induced. And so, yeah, you let go of the things that bring you joy and the things that are fun and you to just keep grinding. And that's the the world that we're, that we're born into. And well, there's a few things that I want to share because I've been obsessed, honestly, for the maybe the last month or so. And I really believe that spirit uh, guides me into various tools and platforms to learn more about myself and to see how people make it in the world and to see the struggles of artists and creatives and people who are here to leave their imprint on the planet. And so I've been watching documentaries. I just watched the Beastie Boys. I'm watching Stevie Aoki right now with my husband. I watched so many of the Letterman series and you and Pat and I have talked a lot about it. And Lizzo talks about the same exact thing with her flute, how she stopped playing the flute. 
because nobody thought it was cool. And all of a sudden, she busted it out on Instagram one day after hiding that she plays the flute. And her career took off because she made it her own and she did it her way. And Lizzo's so polarizing. So many artists are. But you can't help but be like, whether you like her or not, there's something captivating about somebody who's so free in themselves to be who they are. And it's the same thing, like, right, the band geek persona, you got to do it this way. And I do believe that it's part of a part of it's part of evolving that we kind of lose ourselves to refine ourselves again, because if we didn't lose ourselves, what would be the point? And I just love hearing this aspect of yourself where, you know, look at the life that Lizzo is creating, look at the self-expression, look at what she stands for. Again, if you're triggered by her or not, that's the point, because that means it's bumping up against something within you that is in judgment, that feels like you can't go there, that feels like you can't be that free. And so I love that you shared this. And also, so part of that was learning about Rick Rubin, the most amazing producer. I love hearing his stories. And the quote you sent me from the Ritual podcast was, we tend to think of the artist's work as the output. The real work of the artist is a way of being in the world. And that's pretty much speaking to exactly what you're talking about. It has nothing to do with what you actually put out. It has to do with you creating the resonance that you're in, what it's opening up for you, self-expression. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I'm full body chills when you, you know, <laughs> explaining the telling of the Lizzo story because it, it's amazing. Um, and I love that quote because it's true. It's, it's not about the output. It's not about what we're producing as, as an artist, but it's how we're showing up. And I think there's an authenticity, a level of authenticity from creating and being an artist that the world needs more than ever right now. And I I think it's, one of the highest forms of self-expression is creation because in that moment we are extremely present and we are uniquely creating something. It is uniquely us. We may be, you know, drawing, you know, painting a landscape or a particular picture, but it's still a one of a kind thing. And I think that is the way of being that we need in the world more than ever right now. And, you know, you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, you know, with the rise of, the machines and machine learning and, you know, AI, and it all has a, a purpose, but I truly believe that, you know, creativity is going to be currency. Like it's, it's really important that we have. And I think that's why we're seeing a renaissance and an uprising of creativity, because the more we move into this world of, you know, follow this order, follow these rules, you know, a machine's going to do everything. Like, we need that authentic, raw human expression. And that to me is in the form of creativity. Totally. And you can have a whole multitude of mediums. Like for me, I I witness that all the time when I teach my embodiment work, because I don't teach, uh, it's not necessarily about, you've got to do it this way. I just teach people how to be present to themselves and allow their bodies to move and self-express and communicate. And when you're in that state, it's insane. The transformation that happens, just the transformation that happened for me, just starting this painting project and how afraid I was to be like, what if I'm terrible? It was the same thing. What if I'm terrible? What if I don't know how to do this? What if I screw this up? What if it's hard? What if whatever it is? And I had all of those judgments, but then every day that I kept creating, all I wanted to do was wake up and paint. I was so excited. And now I've given it space and I'm integrating and I'm excited to start up again. And this is the power of, of creativity and also like creating with your food. If I have yogurt and some granola and some fruit, I make a little like mandala <laughs> with my breakfast and I breathe and I'm present and I show up in gratitude, right? This is the power of creativity. So I think there's one last piece that we talked about on, when I think when we chatted last week, before we get into the practice that you're going to take us through. And 
you talked about authenticity. And I know obviously part of the 12-step program, this is part of it. And absolutely what happens when we start to awaken is a lot of outdated things that are no longer in alignment with who we are kind of start to dissolve relationships being one of them. And it can be, they can almost feel like a new form of isolation and separation because then we're like, wait, all these people are leaving my life. I just, it does, I don't feel incoherence. And it's not in a place of judgment, right? It's just in a way of making space for what is to come. But at the beginning, it is tough because a lot of the old paradigm that we were living in starts to no longer work for us and lots of things shift. And we were talking about this difference last week around how even like showing up with family, right? Like it's easy when you're with your people and you're like, oh, I've called in my people. But then all these people that are a part of our lives that still we're like almost hiding. It's like, we're afraid to kind of show all of us because it's so different than like the programming yet it's who we are. And, and what came through last week was we think it's separation, but it's really just uniqueness, but we're calling it separation because it's almost like the mind can't hold this level of individuality. And so I want you to kind of speak to this for a minute because this is not an easy path. (laughs) Pat and I still have moments of like, what am I doing? Questioning. I'm so transparent about that because of course you question. Of course, it's like you feel that feeling when the fear comes through and you're afraid to self-express especially when you start to take more of a stand in the world and the mind wants to say, don't do that. You're separate. Don't do that. It's going to push you away from belonging. Don't do that. You're going to be by yourself. But really it's us being an agent of change in the form of uniqueness that we're just going first. Mm. So if you're listening to this and you're in this community and you're tuning in, you are going first and that can feel scary which is why community is so powerful. So do you want to add anything to that? Yeah. I just, I love how you said we're the ones that are just going first because I've never thought about it like that. And that just has given me like a wave of relief. Um, And also excitement and, and it's affirming. So you know, recently I had an experience where, yeah, I was around my my family and the changes that I've made probably the last, yeah, two, three years. I have felt separate from them. And this is something I was speaking to Lindsay about. And it's like, how do I show up? You know, how do I share authentically? How do I still be myself? Um, you know, what do I say? How do I explain what I'm doing? All, all of these things. Um, and where I found myself was actually getting quiet, right? It, it wasn't being curious or, um, you know, ex- exploring and and explaining kind of what I've been up to. And so I think what's beautiful about this is I'm in a lot of ways making assumptions about my family and other people in terms of how they're going to respond. But maybe I'm the person to start this conversation with them And it may create something in them to, you know, to go out and try something new or or different. It may not look like mine, but I think a lot of people now are curious um, in terms of just kind of what's out there, whether it's relating to spirituality, creativity, um, but something kind of out of the norm. And I think sometimes we just need one person, you know, to have an intimate conversation about. to kind of start that that journey themselves. But I think, like you said, it's more, it's so important to have community to remind us that, you know, we're we're on the right path. Yeah. And this final piece before we get into our practice is I really see it's it's gonna be much easier for 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 you, <laughs> for you, for you and Chad, because there's 
there's like a gentleness about you where I just get so excited and I like want people to have it all and to live their truth. And sometimes I get attached and sometimes I am overbearing and sometimes I push and I control and I make it about myself without realizing it and overstep. And so there's this piece of like, when we're just ourselves, we're opening the container for somebody to get curious and ask the question versus, right? There's that level of just being authentic. If somebody's like, what are you up to when you share it? And then they're like, oh, tell me more about that, right? It's like through meeting people where they are, we can navigate the conversation based on the level of willingness and whatever it is. And I notice it with my husband all the time where I'm like, oh, damn it, I'm doing it again. Like I'm pushing. And that pushes people away. And there's that attachment to it needing to look the same way. And this goes back to the piece around just being yourself and letting people ask and letting people say, hey, I love the way you're showing up. What are you doing? Or, hey, I've noticed this. I'm really curious. Or, hey, I'm really proud of you. Or, hey, I wish I could do that. Like, what are your secrets? Those are those are what's starting to happen with both you and I right now. And then you can meet people where they are because not everybody's ready and not everybody wants that. That's the yeah. biggest piece. There are some people in my life where I'm like, oh, but that's actually not what they want. They're okay here. And I get to be unattached to somebody not living their truth to somebody, you know, being status quo and being okay and suffering, no matter how bad it hurts me to see people hurting, it's not up to me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I so, so beautifully put Lindsay, because I think, you know, I'm not here to crusade in a way, but I think like you said, when you see the potential and how maybe one's life could be different, you know, it's like you, you want to support, but again, I mean, we get to meet people where they're at. And like you said, I think a lot of people are content and with, with their life. And, and that's amazing. I just know that what I was doing before was not working. And I'm just glad I was able to find the find the light and and to keep moving towards it. Yeah. And going back to that Rick Rubin quote, it's about our way of being. And so the communication is transcends far beyond the spoken words. And so sometimes speaking through our aura, through our presence, through our care, through our curiosity and someone else without sharing everything that we're doing and who we're being and everything we're up to in the world is much more powerful than this is what I'm doing and this is what you need to do and you need to come over here, right? That is actually what repels people and creates more separation. And, you know, and this is the power of of the journey and like practicing, right? Because once you're in a new resonance, you get to, you're, it's like you're a child again, learning how to be in this new resonance and to be okay with the humanity in that and to just be open. And what I love about you, Pat, is you are very humble. Right. And we're starting to see more humble leaders show up. And, and same with me. Like, I know nothing. <laughs> I don't have all the answers. I am student every day. All that I'm doing is peeking behind, you know, peeking you behind the curtain to just see what I'm doing in hopes that it could support you without claiming to have all of the answers. And there's also a level of relief in that because that feels like I don't want that responsibility. <laughs> Yeah. So anyways, all right. So would you like to, before we wrap up and people can hear all the fun ways to connect and, and receive some healing arts through you, let's do a fun practice. Let us know what we can, uh, what we need and how to get started. Yes, let's do it. All right, guys. So part of what I do is guiding classes, art workshops, I actually call them experiences because they're more than just a workshop and a process that 
we use is called an artistic release and relief. And so we're going to go through that process right now. And you really don't need many materials. Usually I teach this with a acrylic paint, but really you just need a piece of paper. And if all you have is a pen or a pencil, we can still do the exercise. So for me right now, I just have a simple piece of loose leaf paper um, and a charcoal pencil. Okay. And so this is an abstract art exercise where we are going to release limiting beliefs and transform it into a unique piece of abstract art. And I love abstract art because right now, guys, like this, we're, we're not being attached to the outcome of this picture. Okay. This is about releasing the limiting beliefs and enjoying the process that is creating. So that being said, we will get started. So what we're going to do first is I want you to close your eyes. Take a moment to just listen to your breath. And I want you to think about something, a story or a word, a manufactured thought that is getting in the way of you creating the life that you truly want or who you truly want to be. So these are the limiting beliefs, the negative self-talk that we tell ourselves that stop us from going after that dream or being authentically ourselves. So for me, art has been a huge part of my own healing journey. And a lot of the limiting beliefs that were coming up for me were around my sexuality um, and coming out as a queer man. And so I had a lot of feelings of shame, fear around others judging me, um, of not being accepted. And so what I'd like you to do is think of a word, it can be multiple words, um, a phrase, any limiting belief that is constantly kind of coming up in your head. And I want you to now open your eyes and write that word or words down on the paper. Okay. It can be legible. It can be, you know, not in a language or, um, or a style that you can read the word. It can be big, small, but just we want to get that out of your head and onto the paper. So now that you have the actual words written out on the paper, so I have written perfectionism, fear of acceptance, fear of rejection, shame. Okay. Now the fun part starts. So we're now going to take these words and we're going to create an abstract piece of art. So you're probably asking, how do I even do that? Where do I begin? Okay. So if you're using just a single pencil like myself, right? I don't have a lot of color to add per se, but what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start writing over the words, and I'm going to create a picture out of that. Okay. The picture might be something that you've seen in the world. It might not be. Um, but a technique I like to use is I like to take the lines from the words and just start extending them out. So for example, if I have an E, the bottom horizontal line, I'm going to pull out and create another line, shape, texture, form from that word. And I'm actually going to do this for all of the words until it creates some type of other image. Okay. So this is where really there are no rules, limitless boundaries, just we're going to, to transform and cover these limiting beliefs. And something that is coming up for me right now is the idea of nature. Nature influences a lot of my 
art. And so I am, as I'm pulling the lines of these words out, I'm thinking, okay, what could this transform to be something in nature? Um, another thing I invite you guys to, to focus on is really just the flow of the stroke, whether you're using a brush or a pencil, but just really letting your writing utensil loose and pull through. And soon you'll start to see the words dissolve or disappear based on how you're covering them and how you're extending out the letters. Now, I also don't want you to get into your head about what is this looking like? I have no idea. The process is to release and then receive relief from getting it out of your head and onto the paper. So again, we're not attached to what this look like, looks like. It's more about the process of creating. And another reason why nature is coming up for me because Nature does not have shame. It does not have, it's not afraid if it's going to look different, if it has different bark on the tree or the other tree is going to judge it for how it's growing. It is uniquely its own creation. And so, I think that's also why I'm wanting to do something in nature. And so this is where you can kind of really just go free and whatever's coming up in terms of what you want to draw, I invite you to do that. This is so, so fun. Yes. Right? It's like, I mean, to think that when we were in elementary school, middle school, right, we would have at least an hour dedicated to this a day. So I'm all about bringing it back because we get to draw and play and have fun. And again, I know this can be a little intimidating when we really don't have anything that we are kind of basing it off, but... That's part of the exercise as well, just to explore our imagination and see what comes out. Are you are, are you ready to are you ready to show yours to the world? Yes, I am and ready. I'll show I'll show mine if you show yours. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this is what I have created. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to show you mine. <laughs> So it's similar. Is it? Ah, amazing. So I, I have created a tree out of my words. And then I also have a sun in the corner um, that is shining on the tree. And again, yeah, for me, this really represents that I don't need to change myself for people to like me. Um, and I don't need to feel bad about, you know, my past. It's all part of, of who I am. I honor and, and uh, recognize all of it. I dig it. All, all right, right Lindsay. Ready? Yep. Okay. Let's hopefully people can't see. my. Oh, wow. I love <laughs> it. And you're right. It is similar. <laughs> we got us done. So mine was uh, fear of my own power. So I use the trunk to hide the fear of my, mm. and then I added own my power. Like I added own my 
or no, wait, what did I add? I added I and my so that it was instead of fear of my own power, it was I own my power. And then I kind of dug this because the sun was after, but I kept going back to like the, the circle, you know, you know, like the rings of a tree and the sun and just like the sacred Mm. geometry and the circle and just like this, like the circle of life evolution, right. It's like all perfect and imperfect. And then the last piece is, so I did blue for my first color and black for my second. And I started extending the lighting's a little tough, but I started extending the lines out, like you said, that were straight. And then with the black, I just like went over them squiggly so that it was like, yeah, the mess. Like it's like our sacred shit is the gift. Like this is part of it. So that was really fun. I feel I feel really good. Thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. I love it. I love that. Like, what are the chances that we both made a tree and a sun though? I mean, we didn't, we did not plan this in advance, by the way. We didn't talk about it. We did not. So (laughs) there's something there. Oh, I dig it. Well, thank you. And yeah, and this is where I'm excited because now that I'm doing acrylics, I'm going to do this on my own. Like this is a practice that you can expand out right? You can re-listen to this if you need support, but you could make it a longer experience, explore with different materials, with different, you know, utensils. I'm sure there's a million ways that we can do this, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, my intention behind this art practice is, so then when you create this drawing, this painting, whatever it may be, you're able to see it when you hang it up or you have it in your desk in a place, right? Where you can tap back into what it means. And it reminds you, right. Okay. I don't need to be afraid of my own power anymore, you know? And, and that's kind of my intention with this, with this art is that it's some, it's a living piece. It's a living piece that you can connect back to, um, Mm. throughout your day. All right, my friend. So obviously you are now helping these beautiful beings all over the world self-express through live in-person and virtual experiences. How can people find you to get access to your gifts? Yeah. So Instagram is probably the best place to find out about my future events. I post kind of all of the flyers on there. And so my Instagram is proy.con. You can also find me on Facebook under Pat Conlon. And yeah, if you are in the Southern California area, I would love to have you at one of my next events. And if not, I also do virtual workshops. And so all of those events can be found on my community page on afina.com. Uh, and I look forward to, to seeing and meeting you guys. Love it. So I'll put all of that in the show notes for sure. I'll put it in the comments of the live everywhere that this is just look below and you'll be able to connect with Pat. And I'm sure he wouldn't mind you sending a a love note on Instagram to let you know what opened up. And I would love to hear what, what your words were, what your phrase was and kind of how you transmuted that, right? Like that just came through fear of my own power. It used to be fear of other people, right? It used to be like, oh yeah, I'm I'm afraid to be myself around others, but I really recognize that the next layer of that is no, I'm, I'm actually just afraid of myself and I'm pretending that it's about other people. And so I love that this can continue to evolve and it will because we're evolving. So I can't wait to just have this be a part of my practice. Yes. And this is also helpful if you're not like, I love journaling, but not everybody does. This is a beautiful simple approach to journaling where it can get that out of your field and your mind and the the loop that you're in without that like long practice. And it it felt easier to start something like that versus, okay, I'm just going to start putting pen to paper and writing. Um, So thank you for, you know, giving that to me during the times that I'm like, I don't want to journal. I don't want to do this. And I'm resisting. That is a, yeah, it just felt more effortless and joyful. Yeah. All right. Is there anything else that you want to leave our community with before we check out of here? Yeah, I think uh, 
I just would love to invite everyone to create, to create more. I think it's, it's unlocked a lot of things in my life. Um, and even if you don't consider yourself an artist and if, whether it's not, it's, it may not be paint, it could be cooking, gardening, but doing something creative, I think is, is, uh, is really needed right now and, and a, a health factor too. So we no longer have to suppress that and, uh, and explore and have fun. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, soul brother. This was such a gift. So many nuggets. I can't wait to re-listen again myself and uh, can't wait to do some future collaborations. I'm excited for that as well. All right. Much love, everyone. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution in tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you. If you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast and reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.